to NURFM. It is time to talk travel. And Barry Warwick joining me, Jane Klein. We do it for our sponsor, Travel World on King. Barry Warwick, cruising. We know that it's a great way of getting around for a holiday. Well, you only have to unpack once and there are plenty of places you can go. That's right, Jane. Look, I guess the main part that, or the main cruise that people do is Amsterdam to Budapest and you know, that is a really beautiful river cruise. Uh, you know, you're going on both the Rhine and the Danube and you're seeing such nice places as, um, you know, Vienna as well as the beautiful Rhine Valley where all the um, the castles are. Uh, and you're going through several different countries there too. Yes, and so it is a really great way. But there are so many other river cruises that are now available um, throughout Europe. And, you know, you, not only do you, have, do you have the Rhine River, um, you have the Seine, the Rhone. So that's taking in, in France as well. Um, you, you've got the uh, Moselle, which flows between Germany and uh, France. And it's a, it's a really nice little river as well. And then you can then go on to Russia uh, as a cruising destination, you've got rivers in Portugal, and then you start looking at the rest of the world. Now, some of the other great places for cruising are obviously the Nile, and that's been around for a long time. Uh, but you can now once again cruise on the Mississippi, mm. which um, it, it stopped for a little while there. Uh, the shipping company that operated it uh, went into receivership, but it's it's restarted again now, and that's one of the great uh, rivers of the world as well. I hope that comes with music. Uh, I'm sure it does. <laughs> um, anyway, and also in Asia we have the Vietnam um, up the mighty Mekong. So there's just so many places. Uh, China, you've got the Seven Gorges tour. So. There's just a great variety. You can virtually do a, a, a tour, a round-world tour almost, with um, with river cruising. So with these cruises, is there often a chance to get off and enjoy the countryside on foot as well? Yeah. Basically, well, particularly in Europe, the, the river cruises will cruise during the night, uh, unless it's a very scenic spot. And then in the morning, you'll pull into a lovely little town or village you, uh, they will take you for a tour in the, usually in the morning and then uh, you've got a chance to really explore the village yourself and you come back on board for lunch or you can eat and experience the, the food of the, that particular town or that particular area if you so desire. Of course, your three meals are included, so some people always like to take advantage of that. But if you really want to experience the local cuisine, that's certainly a great opportunity to do that. Um, now, usually it'll be every day that you're going ashore and, and enjoying it. So you're seeing a lot of the country. You're probably getting a, a better experience of actually um, feel, getting the feeling of the town than you would on a coach tour. Uh, and you can do your own things. Yes, you'll still see the cathedrals and um, the monuments and the ancient buildings, but you are really getting to um, get a, a, a sense of feeling of the place. 
cruising. I suppose if you're on the Mekong, for example, a lot of life takes part takes place on the water too. Well, that's right. And and with um, with starting off, uh, you start off in Saigon, and then you move through some of the of the hustle and bustle of the the Mekong Delta. Now, in the Mekong Delta, you have a lot of boats that are actually hawking their wares, and they'll have on their um, bow something that describes what they're selling. So they'll have onions, uh, a symbol of onions, so that if that particular ship is is selling onions and another one might be selling say um, watermelons and that'll have a display of watermelons so it's a great introduction uh, to I guess life in Asia and the the waterways once you move up into because you can go from Mekong all the way up to Cambodia and you can actually end up in Siem Reap and so therefore it gives you the opportunity of um, going and seeing the famous temples of Angkor Wat, etc. But you also go across Tonle Sap Lake. Now, Tonle Sap Lake, depending on the season, in the dry season, it shrinks to um, one-third of its size. But this is where a lot of the, sh- the fish are farmed that um, you'll see in the, the shops here, the Basra uh, fish. So, um, and it's really quite interesting to go on board there and just really check out how this uh, fish farming is is actually done. So you're getting really quite um, a, a differences in you've got the busy river life and then you've got the lake life, and um, it's a great, great holiday. Moving on to, say, China, you've got the Seven Gorges, so it's more a scenic experience, and it, the river there you go for about 650 miles of um, of cruising so again a, a really great destination to uh, have a look at travel is the topic on to and urfm and barry warwick we're talking cruising small boat cruising river cruising what can we do in russia well jane in russia you've got the the opportunity of course to see st petersburg and that has a nut well, it was a beautiful city that was built by the Tsars and it really does have a lot of magnificent buildings to see. So you can spend a few days there before you actually pick up your river cruise and then you cruise all the way through to Moscow. So you're getting the other side of um, of Russia, the, you know, the capital and um, the Russian underground, which is really quite famous as well. Uh, so... There, it's a really nice cruise to really enjoy just laying around. The scenery between the two may be not as interesting as the, those of the cruises of Europe, but still I think the highlights at either end make it really a worthwhile journey. You know, they're both so well known, Moscow and St. Petersburg, mm-hmm. and the buildings that we associate with them. That's right, and the beautiful gardens in St. Petersburg as well. But you know, you can then contrast that with, say, the Nile, where, you know, you're going back into an ancient civilization and you start the Nile up at Aswan. And um, most of the cruises go down as far as Luxor. There are a couple that do continue on down to Cairo. But the really interesting part of the journey there is between um, Aswan and Luxor. And Luxor's got the Valley of the Kings, so that's where a lot of the uh, pharaohs were 
buried. Um, it's got the Temple of Karnak, a really great monument, and you really feel as if you're stepping back in history. Now, along the way, you actually cruise the Nile mainly during the day and, and will stop off at each uh, port, and you have an Egyptologist at each uh, to take you on tour to explain the buildings and the monuments. And uh, again, it's a, one of those really great river journeys of our time I guess and something that I think everyone should do and as you mentioned earlier Jane you're only unpacking once so you're getting to see a lot you're getting to relax um don't know that you get to sleep in but you're not getting up really really early to you know be ready to get onto a coach or whatever you have a, a relaxing time they usually have entertainment at night you'll find that it's different to the you know, the big cruise ships in that the entertainment is more low-key, I guess. So you you may have a, a singer or a, uh, you know, folkloric evening on the on the cruise. Um, on the Nile, for example, they you get to, to have a dress-up night where you can play Pharaoh or Cleopatra, whatever. So there's entertainment during the night, but it's usually not into the wee hours of the morning. It's pretty much all finished by around about um, you know ten or eleven o'clock, and everyone retires. And food is, of course, comes with you. It's provided. Oh uh, yes, food. <laughs> it's always part of the experience it's, of travelling, isn't it? Yeah, and and again with the cruise ships, in the the European ones, they try to give you a authentic feel of the area that you're going through so you'll experience the the great wines of that area as well so um, whereas in Egypt yes the food or on the Nile the food will be you'll have western food with some um, you know Egyptian or Arabic uh, influences so again it's always more than you really need to um, eat and it's not good for shedding weight I can tell you Thank you, Barry Warwick. Thank you, Jane. <laughs> we'll be talking travel again next Friday after the one o'clock news on 2NURFM.